Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with your hosts, Diana and Morgan. I'm Diana. I'm Morgan with the Cannabis Women's Alliance. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> we have some exciting announcements for this episode. Um, where do we want to start? Let's start. I don't know. What episode are we on anyway? We're on episode number eight. That's a good call. Good call. Wow. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> you know, I'm here for you, girl. That's what we are. We're it's a partnership. You yeah. and me, we're doing it. We're totally. doing it. Episode eight, Diana. That's great. I know. It's my lucky number. <laughs> but really, it is. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, let's get lucky today. Yeah. What better episode than to announce a new segment that we'll be doing, Beauty with Barb, with our resident <laughs> licensed esthetician. And we'll be talking about all things cannabis and beauty related. Um, so look forward to that today. And I'm looking forward to samples. Yeah. Can you get some? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, we will use those all for good purposes. We promise. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also coming up is uh, the MJ BizCon 2017, where we will have our friend Leah D. Ambrosio from Fake Smart. Um, she'll be our eyes and ears for the podcast at this event, and she'll be giving us a little on-the-ground reporting, and you should definitely check out her booth, which is uh, booth number 2524. And she's also offered a giveaway for our listeners, $25 worth of her sconed edibles, which are delicious toffee, um, infused with CBD. So if you share one of our episode podcasts, either this one or last one, with the hashtag Your Highness Podcast, you'll be entered to win that wonderful giveaway. Oh, yeah, I want to win. I so wish I was going to Vegas, but uh, I I wish Leah the best of luck and really appreciate all that she's doing for women in cannabis. We also here in Seattle will be having our event on Tuesday, November 14th at 6 p.m. It's called the Cannabis Gift Show. So we're going to have about 15 to 20 local women vendors offering special gift ideas for the holiday season. So I hope that everybody who's in the listening range in Seattle will come out and support these women. Again, it's on Tuesday, November 14th from 6 to 9 at the Factory Lux, which is at the Old Rainier Brewery. Girl, Diana, I wish you could come. Can you come up to Seattle just for uh, one one night, one night only? Yeah. Can you get me like a private plane? 
<laughs> I yes, will be there all hemp day. Fuel on <laughs> hemp fuel. You got it. I'm going to manifest that for you right now. Oh, man. But in the meantime, do you want to do news? Yes. Let's get into the news, shall we? Oh, my God. Is it any good news out there? I don't know. Let's, let's see. Well, according to normal, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the National Organization to Reform Marijuana Laws, Mm-hmm. They are talking about Colorado's top doc, as in doctor, debunks legalization fears. Mm-hmm. Contrary to the claims of many marijuana prohibitionists, prohibitionists, mm-hmm. how do you say that, Prohibition. I'm like, prohibitionists. <laughs> I'm all like going in with confidence, like I know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it looks like an easy word, but you know, after this morning's medication, it's a little harder. <laughs> Regulating the adult use of cannabis in Colorado has not been associated with any significant adverse effects on public safety. Wow. So affirmed Colorado's, this guy is named Larry Walk. He's the chief medical officer of the Department, uh, Colorado Department of Public Health. He said that to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Specifically, he said that legalization has not negatively impacted teen use or traffic safety. He also expresses skepticism at the suggestion that legalization may stimulate the greater use of other controlled substances. We all know that's a bunch of bullshit. Cannabis is not a gateway drug. Right. It's an exit drug. uh, Or it's an exit medication. It's an exit drug. (laughs) We should stop calling it a drug. That's the other thing. It's a an exit plant. <laughs> um, yeah, and he, he's he's also quoted in this article as saying that they have seen an overall decrease in DUIs since legalization. So the short answer is there has been no increase since the legalization of marijuana, and that again is in Colorado. So way to go, Colorado, and thank you, Doctor Walk, for sticking your arm out there and uh, telling it like it is. Yeah, absolutely. And in some good news, um, New Jersey Medical Marijuana Panel approves five new qualifying conditions. According to this report in Mary Jean, the state's Medicinal Marijuana Review Panel has approved anxiety, migraines, Tourette's, chronic pain related to musculoskeletal disorders, and chronic pain of visceral origin. Um, related to internal organs as conditions for which a doctor can recommend a cannabis-based treatment. So, yay. Yay. (laughs) They do have a 60-day waiting period to solicit public comments, but um, the panel reconvened to make their final decision on new conditions, approving them with a 5-to-1 vote. So asthma and chronic fatigue syndrome were also proposed as qualifying conditions, but the panel voted unanimously against allowing either. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Because asthma, I mean, especially asthma, it's been shown they've really done some really great work with that, uh, with cannabis, improving those symptoms and actually, like, alleviating uh, a lot. You know, in... in- we learned a lot about terpenes at our last event, and there are some that really do help with asthma. And I mm-hmm. think if we could just get the research needed, you know, here in, in the United States, that yeah. will allow us to really look at it. I mean, we could be doing them so much more favors. I know they have um, an asthma inhaler. I, I, I know they. I don't think they have it over here yet, but I've read some really interesting reports about the uh, benefits for breathing and cannabis. Mm-hmm. So. Let's hope we get that 
corrected over here open our minds yeah a bit. exactly well it kind of kind of relates to the next um article up on the news board is from herb or herb um mm-hmm. these veterans think armchair politicians shouldn't tell them weed isn't medicine mm-hmm. um it, there's a, a wave change happening in the military and it's being led by its own rank and file veterans like john Joan shamos o'reilly and bruce frampton say that medical cannabis has helped to improve and even save their lives you and I know this, Diana. We've been talking about cannabis helping so many people. Um, but I think that our veterans are the next big influencers. They're the ones that people listen to. You know, Republicans and Democrats don't want to see our veterans suffering. So I think if we could get more veterans to talk to their doctors about it, um, it would be uh, such an amazing step in the right direction. Um he goes on to say that a life without cannabis, I would be an alcoholic and I would be dead eventually. It's a fate that finds many returning veterans. Nearly half of service members in the U.S. report binge drinking, according to National Institute on Drug Abuse. The rate of opioid addiction among vets is also over two times that of civilian population. That's also uh, that's from the U.S. Department of Defense. It's crazy. You know, we're just giving them opioids saying just block out the feelings, you know, it's calling them, they call them zombie drugs. Uh, it's, it, they consider the cannabis is just another uh, chance to live a normal life and not a sedated one. You'd think so, that more people power that, to them. Yeah. And you'd think the people that are fighting to, you know, protect this country would be allowed the benefit of what that country naturally produces. Right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. seems like it would be pretty simple, <laughs> you know? It, it is, it is. Seem like then it what should. would Big Pharma do? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, these people put their lives on the line and they put themselves in these situations or they irrevocably damage their whole entire life, you know, their their well-being physically and mentally. And we're just like, no, you can't have your medicine that makes you feel better, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we shouldn't need qualifiers in any kind of way. I think everyone should have access to the medicine that they need. But unfortunately, we live in a society that makes us do that, you know. So it's like, oh, the vets, oh, this or that. It's like, no, we just, every patient should have access, you know. (laughs) How about that? Absolutely. (laughs) I agree 100%. And it's you're a veteran or a service member. We truly thank you for your service from the bottom of our heart. Yes, absolutely. So, um, not like moving on. <laughs> That's not the proper way to say it. But the next, um, <laughs> because we're never moving on from that. That's always in our thoughts. Um, so the next news item seems that there were um, there was a cannabis industry report recently released. And it seems to be that women in cannabis are um, taking over, I guess, (laughs) is the takeaway. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) um, it's let's see, according to this cannabis industry report, it's they're saying that women fare better in the cannabis industry than the average U.S. business. So. It seems that. Yeah. Go ahead. I love it. I, I can't. It says that the, the only bad news about this is says that we're still doing better than the national average, which I believe is at uh, 
27%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's it's very low. But It is. But but it's 23% across the United States. That was right. it. It's 23% across the United States and 20, 27%. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that uh, women own or founded a quarter of the cannabis businesses that are in existence right now. So that's... That's definitely good. I think that we need to keep moving forward with this, though, and not just be like, yay, we have some momentum. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, I understand we need to we need to uh, champion all of the change and make sure that we celebrate it in any way possible. But the, the fact that it's still. Yeah, so and we low. also want to make sure that we're including all women, young women, all minorities right. and making sure that we we pull them up through the ranks as we get through this industry. Right. I am really passionate. You know, I'm really loving the the bud tenders that came out to the last event because they're our future. And I think that they have to know what is going on with the plant. And so all the work that has been done thus far and how much more we need to do. And so inspiring uh, cannabis enthusiasts and, and business women is really where um, where we need to be focusing. We could be the key to turning it all around. Right, exactly. I mean, we can't continue to move in this in this forward direction if we're not also looking for opportunities to mentor and looking for opportunities to just like network without expecting anything in return. You know, just just supporting each other in any way we possibly can. Uh, I mean, I know it gets overwhelming yeah. when, cause, because, you know, like we discussed in the last episode, there's a lot of people are in startup mode in this industry. You know, they're, they're doing 10 different jobs, you know, um, and it, it's a lot to deal with. So you may not always remember, oh, I was supposed to share this, inf- you know, this event or I was supposed to email this person. And that's understandable. But we we need to also look for any opportunity where we're bypassing someone else who's been in the front lines of this from the very beginning, you know, um, and the people that are still on the other side of this because they have to be, you know, they are, they're not able to be out for whatever reason. So we have to also make sure that we're looking out for those people as well. That's right. Today's action item would be to leave a positive review for a woman in business mm-hmm. <laughs> on social media. You know, that's a really big deal. Like that. That's a big deal. I mm-hmm. mean, reviews are huge. So it's not something mm-hmm. that, you know, you're just like, oh, it's a review. No, it's a big deal. Those are things that we don't think of as big deals, but they all add up, you know, to something. Yeah, I positive. agree. So let's keep that going. Good. That was a good action plan. I like that. I try. I try. <laughs> That's why you are who you are. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, oh. join the CWA if you haven't already, because it's an amazing resource uh, for women. Even if you're not sure what you want to do in this industry yet, it's a good way to figure it out, I think. It helped me a lot, and Morgan helped me a lot. So it's good oh, to have thanks. someone like you in, the, in my corner for sure. Like, you know. People don't realize you really have to nurture whatever kind of support you can get, whatever kind of system that you have in place. So true. I would not be here without the help of the other of women who have already come before me who have inspired me, who have just given me words of encouragement. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm paying that forward. And so I think that as long as we stick together and keep the 
the bitching and the backbiting, you know, behind closed doors where it belongs. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. <laughs> Don't let that shit get recorded. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh yeah anyway all right so uh what's today's blunt talk since today is election day i guess we're gonna talk about how the marijuana industry or the cannabis industry has a vested interest in today's elections in a couple of different states or a few different states uh michigan and new jersey and new york they have some important political situations for lack of a better word going on today (laughs) i'm under the weather so don't hold it against me i can't use my words today all right so starting michigan yeah go ahead these guys are they're deciding on the fate of two municipal ballot questions proposal a would opt the city into the state medical marijuana facilities licensing act and proposal b however is the meat of the issue for cannabis entrepreneurs. It would roll back a zoning law that has forced scores of MMJ dispensaries in the city out of business while opening a host of new venues for retailers. This measure could become especially important if the state legalizes marijuana, recreational marijuana in the 2018 election. So we got to watch that because depending on how that's going to fall down, they're either going to be cohesive or they're going to be butting up against one another so good luck michigan and new jersey uh they have a democratic candidate for governor former goldman sachs executive phil murphy according to this mj biz daily piece and he has pledged to legalize recreational cannabis in his first 100 days in office if he's elected and he has a double digit lead in the polls for months or he has had a double-digit lead in the polls for months. In preparation for his new administration, New Jersey lawmakers have an adult-use legalization bill essentially ready and waiting for him. Some advocates believe that the Garden State could become the first to legalize recreational cannabis through the legislator, legislature, <laughs> and that it could happen in Murphy's few months in office. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. All right. Hopefully everybody in New Jersey gets their way today. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, in New York, the voters will decide on the fate of Prop 1, which calls for a state constitutional convention and could open the door for a ballot measure asking New Yorkers if they want to legalize adult use cannabis. That's the goal of the restrict and regulate in New York state campaign. However, That campaign ramped up in recent months and political opposition to a uh, convention has emerged. So polling has taken a nosedive. Subsequently, proponents now are skeptical Proposition 1 has any hope of passing. The latest survey found that only 25% of voters are backing Prop 1 and 57% oppose it. Oh. Wow. Um, Yeah. And, you know, they're probably jaded because look what happened in Florida, you know. I mean, everyone was so excited. People Mm -hmm. came out in droves to vote. People had never voted before in their life. Um, And they passed the legislation they wanted. And then the actual rollout of the legislation and how it was going to be implemented was implemented. I'm not using my words at all today. Um, (laughs) That was a whole... That was another cluster of fuck 
for lack of a better word, because it, it really took a nosedive. It went in the opposite direction that everybody wanted it to go in. And, and then it became a, a whole, like, let's fix this mess before it goes to, you know, before the deadline. And so I just hope that that doesn't happen with uh, these states because they're, they're poised to be in a position to actually like make a difference in the national application of this, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And I think a lot of them are just still still nervous about Trump. They don't mm-hmm. know what he's going to do. He's such an emotional basket case. Nobody knows what he's feeling. And well, we know what he's feeling when he feels it, unless his Twitter account gets deleted for a <laughs> lovely minutes. For a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the yeah. thing. It looks great on paper and it looks great. At, you know, people get excited, but it's like, well, yeah. What am I really voting for here? You know, is this really going to happen this way or is it going to go in the complete opposite direction? And unfortunately, we're in this position that we have to vote in, in the first place because it should have never been made illegal to begin with. You know, I mean, that's, that's right. all based on that's lies right. in itself. So it's like the whole idea that we're voting to legalize it is a joke in its own way. The, yep. Amen, sister. So. Yeah, that's I don't truth. know. I guess so, good luck, s- Americans. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, go go make a difference <laughs> with your vote. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I think that we've rambled on enough. What do you think? <laughs> I say we are good to wrap episode seven of our high net. Eight. Eight. You're lucky number eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you totally said eight. I heard you. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Well, well, thank you so much. I hope you get better and you get some rest and that you feel good and feel good about what you do. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you more. <laughs> and anyone who happens to be listening, if they are, <laughs> we appreciate you. And uh, stay <laughs> high and beautiful. Till next time. Our first guest today is Maggie Murphy, otherwise known as the Stoned Housewife. Maggie is a USOE Reiki practitioner and graduated as an esoteric adept and certified metaphysical practitioner from the American Council of Holistic Healers and World Metaphysical Association. She spends her time actively educating on the proper use of metaphysics, frequency healing, and the benefits of cannabis through energy work. With her decade-long background in holistic healing, she aims to unite the mysticism of ancestral healing modalities with the West's increasingly accepted view of cannabis to create a global healing shift. Okay, so Maggie, what inspired you to create the Stoned Housewife website? I came up with the Stoned Housewife after about seven years of being a metaphysical uh, like uh, like a Reiki healer, a metaphysical practitioner, um, where I was really in, really aware of the energy surrounding me and surrounding me. Um, so I was inspired to kind of create like a, like not I don't want to say prison, but kind of like a virtual space um, where I could kind of share the knowledge that I learned and I was taught growing up. Um, what could have been considered a cult in the Jehovah's Witnesses organization, um, I was taught that I was allergic to cannabis. Mm-hmm. I was told that I was going to have a seizure if I ever was around pot smoke. Mm-hmm. And anything that had to do with metaphysics or energy, was that was straight devil. Um, mm-hmm. So um, 
I started my journey to really understand the vibrational essence of everything. And through the years, the the concept of this was just kind of a flutter of ideas here and there. Um, but it initially led to me um, moving to Colorado and being able to create this space and create um, everything that I've done in the past year. So it's very exciting. Yeah, that's really awesome. And it's definitely hard to unlearn a lot of that stuff that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. I had a similar situation. It's it's not easy. Um, so what type of services are available during a mystic session? I know you have a lot of choices on your website. <laughs> yeah. So basically I can come and energetically clear your home, your office, anywhere by using the shamanic tools that have been passed down to me over the past seven years of working with Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and I offer Reiki sessions and I also bring in um, like crystal and plant plants that you can use in your home that will like help raise your vibrational essence that are like resonant with you Mm -hmm. Um, and I also have empowerment sessions for moms about birth Um, I've had two very successful um, births one was in a hospital which was induced and then the other was at home with a midwife Wow. so yeah so I'm like I can empower anybody to give birth to a baby. I'm like, you could do this. Wow. <laughs> do you do those um, remotely in any situations? Like, can you yeah, do it over absolutely. the internet? You can do them <laughs> over Skype. Yeah. Over um, Hangout. Oh, yeah. Just any. That's cool. That's very awesome. <laughs> um, so what is Reiki and how do how does uh, cannabis enhance the practice, would you say? Yeah, um, so Reiki is like an energy healing method from Japan, um, and it's done by placing your hands on a person in a series of positions. You can either put them on the body or slightly over the body. Um, each practitioner is very different um, in the way that we all feel and experience energy. So when some people may feel this like flow of energy coming through their hands, others may feel it as like a heat or a cold. Um, but Reiki promotes the healing by activating the like relaxation response um just as when you like bang your elbow and you start to rub it like Mm -hmm. it's a natural instinct for you to have human touch to heal Mm -hmm. so reiki allows that positive energy to flow into the body through the uh, through the hands um each reiki practitioner learns uh, to be attuned to reiki there are sacred symbols that hold the healing and when drawn or spoken, it brings forth that healing energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually a fun fact. I um, thought what's most interesting when I first started learning Reiki was that it's been used in hospitals for about the past 35 years. Wow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I love what can, the impact is incredible. I think nothing mm-hmm. short of miracle um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've only seen it really on my animals so far, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what they can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, I feel that, um, my life has been so improved since incorporating Reiki and really like just being in that, in, in that frequency of, of accepting that and receiving that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and cannabis enhances my practice because I feel more tuned into my body. Like I can... I feel like I'm more aware of the feelings and the sensations throughout my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also help the patient release like preconceived notions about it being like, you know, magic or like closed off kind of about like it not working or um, it just opens them up to the energy flow to be able to receive. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Um, and you already kind of answered this, but how would you say that cannabis impacts meditation? Oh, yeah. Um, for me, um, I, ah, this sounds funny, but <laughs> um, I communicate with like, the, with like, I like talk to the plant before going into meditations. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always like, eh, you know, like I talk to like I talk to my dog. Right. Like I'm like, hey, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. like I can't, you know. Um, if I'm doing Kundalini meditations, which is something I really prefer, um, it really resonates with me. There's like chanting for either like three minutes up to 33 minutes. You can really be like really intense with the meditations, but I like to consume THC. Um, I don't like to consume THC beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I center with some CBD. Um, because I've had a couple sessions where I was kind of just overstimulated with the THC and I couldn't really like ground myself. Mm-hmm. So I found working with CBD and meditations was where it really like really helped me to slow down and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like call in my guides and like plant consciousness and thank everything for being there with me and really like make it like a little ritual and ceremony. And I feel like the cannabis helps with that. Um, and meditation studies have shown that after three weeks of a consistent practice, the brain's amygdala starts to shrink. So I think that that's really amazing. Wow, that is incredible. <laughs> so not only are you building your endocannabinoid system, you're also like enhancing your brain function. Yeah, that's amazing. Because being in chronic pain actually does shrink your brain like the ability oh, yeah. for your brain fu- to function. So that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So what is the Green Lodge? So the Green Lodge is this idea that I had a few years ago, and it finally came to, like, uh, fruition. Um, and it's a physical place for people to come and receive different forms of metaphysical healing and consume cannabis with the intention of collectively healing in a group. Mm-hmm. Um when I was pregnant with my second child, I was with a midwife, and we did groups. Um, like every every appointment we went to, we had five other moms and dads there with us. So it was like they were all in the same time frame. We were all going to have our babies around the same time, but we were all there to like support each other in this like rite of passage. So wow. that really held a really strong. Um, resonance with me and I made the Green Lodge to promote um, empowerment, support, um, help in establishing like little vibrational practices that you can do that you're just washing your dishes but you're getting some kind of energy healing because you're just opening yourself up to it Mm -hmm. Um, and each lodge contains educational information about cannabis, frequency healing, Reiki, shamanic and indigenous tools, I like, it's like I create like a pop-up healing retreat. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because we definitely don't have enough of that, I don't think, over I here. Know. This I want to be like culture. the traveling gypsy lady yeah. who comes and brings all sorts of healing to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's a big moment of uh, support that's needed, you know, and, and I think mm-hmm. there's not a lot of that here. So that's amazing, especially that everyone's involved. I really think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. So how can people get involved in that green lodge? Oh yeah. 
So the, if you're in Colorado, um, I'm having one in Denver. It's November 18th, and it's a very, um, it's a very special lodge. Um, we are taking donations for a local dom- domestic violence shelter in wow. Denver here. So for each ticket, um, we're asking everyone to bring five to ten items, and we're like, hey, it's winter time. Do some clearing out of your closets. You know, these women are leaving places with with nothing or with just the clothes on their back. So, um, when I was seven, I was was one of those kids who my mom, my mom escaped, and we I remember like going into the basement of the little like Hope Center shelter, and we stayed there, and it was so vivid. I remember it stocked with supplies and clothes and gifts. Like, I was like, you know, it, it made it not so like. You know, for my seven-year-old self, I was like, okay, so maybe this isn't so bad, you know? Right, yeah. And, you know, even though it's just like, so, um, you know, I I feel like a a person who, like, knows when, you know, if you, if you get, like, you heal when you, when you help heal other people. So, Mm -hmm. um, I have information on my website, thestonedhousewives.net, and, um, it's November 18th from 2 to 4 in Boulder. Um, if you can't make it, that's no big deal at all. Um, I'm going to be starting a nine-week class in Denver at Urban Sanctuary, and it's going to be a uh, frequency healing and meditative immersion with shamanic tools. So there'll be nine weeks that'll go through from January to March. So there'll be plenty of spaces um, in anywhere that anybody may be able to come. So, awesome. so yeah, just the, the stonehousewife.net. Is there a way for people to um, donate to the charity in your name if they can't be there at the actual event? Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the website, there's a link to the Eventbrite page. So mm-hmm. if you're able to, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to me if you would like to mail something. If you want to just donate money, there's a donation spot on the Eventbrite page, which you can find through the uh, through the website. Awesome. Thank you so much. And do you have anything else that you would like to to promote specifically or any calls to action? Um, I uh, just found out um, that today, actually, there are um, 10 new dispensaries in Colorado that are going to have the Whoopi and Maya products. And that's something that um, hasn't been here before. It's straight from California. Um, and when I was out in California, I did a couple green lodges out there, and they, that was one of the constant um, products that came up that everyone was like, this really helped me. I really like to use this for spiritual practice. Um, so they're going to be available in Colorado now. That's awesome. So there's like 10 dispensaries where you can go and get those products now for your spiritual practice here. So that's very cool. That's exciting. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for taking your time with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Our next guest is Melanie Davis-Saba. Melanie is a wife, mother, healer, inventor, entrepreneur, and pretty much a Jane of all trades. She began her work in cannabis in 2011 when she took a behind-the-scenes position as a personal assistant to two extraordinary men, both of whom suffered from various health issues. She observed plant matter going to waste and inquired if it was available for experimentation. After several weeks of developing different ways to use the cannabis byproduct and after further research on terpenes 
and their synergetic synergistic effect on cannabinoids, Melanie was convinced that the whole plant medicine was the answer. This gave way to her initial product of salves, lotions, lip balms, and soaps until she perfected the formulation and tree lotion was born. Melanie has been kind enough to offer our listeners a 15% off discount and free shipping if they mention your highness podcast when ordering. So, Melanie, what inspired the creation of Tree Lotion? Actually, I worked for two gentlemen um, that had ailments of their own. They owned a medicinal uh, dispensary, multiple in San Jose. I saw that there was a lot of waste. And I personally had tendonitis and was looking for relief. Mm -hmm. So I just started taking the byproduct and the waste from uh, their grows and different things they had and experimenting to find my own pain. I use them as my test dummies. <laughs> so the motivation was relief. Awesome. And to find something and to find something useful with the byproduct. Mm-hmm. That's very cool that you uh, were reusing and repurposing. In what ways are your products different from other brands? Uh, well, we're a full plant-based product. Most people aren't, so we um, don't take the particles out when I mix the keep in with my product, mm-hmm. which still has healing attributes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we add essential oils. I, I know that other other companies do, but I try to blend them to give you different results. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been tested in San Diego. They're considered transdermal, so they penetrate seven layers deep. Wow. Yes. And I make different uh, ratios for different people. I even make a pure CBD to introduce people that aren't really familiar with this world Mm -hmm. and to kind of kill the stigma a little bit. Yeah. That's very cool. Do you have any advice for women who want to enter the cannabis industry? Yeah, fasten your (laughs) seatbelt. Because... It's a roller coaster ride. There's a lot of women getting into the business now, which is incredible, mm-hmm. but it's been a man's world for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, women are the healers. They're the mothers. They're, that's who you think of, Mother Nature. It's a woman. Mm-hmm. So you just have to go into it strong with your head held high, hold your ground. And, you know, for me, it's important to team up with people that have the same uh, concept the same goals. It's easy to get distracted in this this industry, and you just want to make sure you team up with the right people so you have the best experience. And what is your favorite aspect of working in cannabis? Um, I am a creator and a healer, so personally I like to make things, Mm -hmm. and I like to make things that are effective for other people. So it's kind of like my sanity, too. Mm -hmm. I get great joy just in making products and um, seeing the differences people have. Um, uh, it's interesting because the plant's a female and the male is used uh, for its seed. You know, mm-hmm. there's just, there's a lot involved. Do you have anything specific you would like to promote or any calls to action? We'll be at the Blazers Cup in December, the first week end in December, December 3rd, 2nd and 3rd, I believe. Um, we're going to be part of Chong's village, which is very exciting for us. Wow. Yes. And, um, hoping to connect with other people in the industry and women and educate people. 
out and check us out at the Blazers Cup. It's going to be in San Bernardino. That's awesome. It'll be a first event for us. We usually do high times, mm-hmm. so this is a little bit uh, different for us, but I'm looking forward to the variety. Awesome. And where can people find your products? Right now they can check out our website, which is through Shopify. You can look on our Instagram, mm-hmm. Tree Lotion 420 It uh, will connect you. And uh, you can also buy it in local dispensaries in San Diego. We have some throughout California. There's a list on our website. We're working on uh, getting it out there and available to more people. Right now it's in California. Okay. Well, I can't wait to try them. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me also. Our next segment will be reoccurring on Your Highness podcast and will encompass everything beauty and cannabis related. Beauty with Barb features our resident licensed esthetician, Barb Stender, who is passionate about organic, cruelty-free skin products and the many health benefits of hemp. So Barb, what is acne and what are some of the common causes of it? So acne is a skin condition that occurs when the hair follicle is clogged or you know, plugged with oil and dead skin cells. Um, what causes acne? Um, well, for starters, definitely hormones. That's a huge factor. Pregnancy, stress, environmental changes that we go through daily, uh, medications, certain types of makeup that clog the pores, and definitely diet. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you think hemp can uh, benefit someone with acne? Well, it definitely benefits someone with acne. Um, the list is really endless. You know, it's anti-inflammatory. It's, there's a great source of protein. Um, it helps reduce the symptoms of skin disorders. It contains a really good fatty acid. It's omega-3 that helps in the prevention of depression, cardiovascular diseases, um, arthritis. Now, the biggest thing about hemp oil, which I can't stress enough, it's great for the skin. It's non-comedogenic, so it's not going to clog your pores. It's a dry oil, and I know that's a huge concern for people with acne. You know, you don't want something that you're going to feel like you're rubbing oil on top of an oily skin, mm-hmm. more to say. Um, it doesn't sit on top of the skin. It hydrates and nourishes the skin, which is so important. You know, when you have acne, it can be so difficult. You know, your skin is so confused. It's producing so much extra oil because it thinks it's dry, but then your pores become so clogged from that oil. The hemp oil really helps tremendously because it gives your skin that glass of water. You know, it, it needs to be taken care of. Your skin is so thirsty. You know, we're hitting winter and, you know, you really need to make sure you're giving your skin that attention. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to hydrate it. And hemp oil is, is the key. Mm-hmm. It's an underrated product and we need to be paying more attention to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us this week. And I can't wait until our next segment when we talk about dry skin. Thank you so much. Thank you, Barb. No problem. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast, brought to you by Cannabis Women's Alliance and Good Vibes Marketing Agency. The Cannabis Women's Alliance was founded to bring community, guidance, and inspiration to women working in the cannabis industry. Good Vibes Marketing Agency is a digital marketing agency that creates organic content for organic solutions. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. 
Also, if you'd like to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, you can email us at yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com.